There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I'm 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread America. November 2nd, 2023. Year is almost over, guys. How's everybody doing out there today? Hope you are having a fantabulous Thursday and getting ready for the weekend. I, however, have to work the next two days, but it's all right. I'll take Sunday, Monday off. It's cool. Anywho, so, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, uh, if you could please make sure you're following the show and then share the show with your friends or your enemies or whoever needs to hear this information. Uh, follow, share, whatever it is. If you're on Apple or, or uh, Spotify, if you can please leave uh, me a five-star review of some sort. And like I said, if I start getting these reviews, guys, I'll read them. You're, you're on the podcast. I mean, really, you're literally listening to me right now, right? It doesn't take but a second to say, boom, five star, four star, you know, three, two, one, nine. preferably a five star. If you guys feel I deserve it uh, and leave a comment, you know, and basically the reason I ask this every time is it literally cost you nothing. You were listening to the show for free with the exception of your phone and your cell phone plan. It's free, uh, you know, so you can help me out. Help me, help you help me, me and helping you while you're helping me. And while you're in the mood to help me, you can go to the D-Tom store, check out all the goodies. It's getting a little chilly down here in Florida. It was it was it was freezing. I think it was like 58. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, uh it's cold for us, so anywho. Check it out. I got some hoodies in there. I got t-shirts, tank tops, uh, basketball shorts, whiskey glasses. I got all sorts of crap. 
check it out, guys. I'm trying to keep the cost as low as I possibly can. I want to make some kind of money because basically all the money I make from that store is going right into the show. I'm not even seeing a penny of that. I swear to you when I tell you this. Okay? All right. Also, guys, um, if you are so inclined and you're on the uh, social media kick, if you want to check us out, we are Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. And like I said, TikTok's mainly drink recipes. And if you uh, are also on the Twitter X machine, we are DTom underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at don'ttreadonamerica.com. From each and every one of those situations, you can message me directly. Ask me any questions, give me any concerns, any feedback, any suggestions, whatever you want to do, send it my way. If, if we want to get into a discussion about whatever you're saying, then we can do that too. Anywho, so let's get to the business of today. So... Um, I think the basis of this show is going to be 24-hour coverage of Israel and the... Oh, no. Um, I want to talk about the things, and I, I'm pretty much doing this about once a week. And I'm trying to cover the things that the media is not, the mainstream media is not talking about. Okay? Because I've told you this time and time again. Now we're on what? Week... I guess it's going into week four of this Israeli-Palestine situation. And it's all, like I said, all Israel all the time. We had that brief moment for about a, a week, five, six days, where the main shooting had happened. And and I think, in my personal opinion, I was talking to Chris today, and I said, you know, the, the people that are so pro uh, getting rid of guns, you know, wanting to take our guns away, are probably pissed because of this Israel situation and mainly just because you had a prime not to not to uh, talk bad about the dead and, and what happened in Maine it, it's a tragedy of uh travesty not tragedy travesty of what had happened with this with this guy you know shooting these uh, 18 20 people or you know killing I should say I think it was 30 some odd people that got shot um but it was their perfect scenario you had a white man with an ar-15 shooting and killing you know a, a ton of people perfect i mean i'm not saying this was a great thing but for those people that want to be anti-gun and take your guns away it was a perfect scenario it wasn't a black person it wasn't a kid it wasn't it was it fit all their body they were checking boxes off they're like yes fuck israel right so with that in mind, I, I'm telling you there's something coming down the road. Uh, next week, two weeks, I don't know. But just be aware of your surroundings. I can't say it's going to happen in Florida or Georgia or wherever, It's but just be aware. I mean, hell, we talk about mass shootings and stuff like that, and, and usually it's in relatively populated areas. Right now, for example, um, this past weekend, I think it was here in Florida, there was quote unquote a mass shooting. Technically, it was a mass shooting in Ebor, which is right in Tampa there. And uh, did you hear about it? No. Why? Why didn't you hear about that? The main shooting we heard. I mean, literally, they had to break away coverage from the Israel uh, Palestinian situation 
to share the news with this main shooting. If it wasn't for the main shooting, it'd still be wall-to-wall Israel, right? But why didn't you hear, if, in, uh, other than local news, if you live in the Tampa Bay area, you may have heard about this. But other than that, did you hear about that shooting? If you live outside of the area, did you hear about the shooting in Tampa? Now, mass shootings defined as, I think, three or more people shot, not even killed, but just shot. So in Tampa, not that this has anything to do with you live in Kansas, I get it. My point being is this, you have you had a group of kids, I don't want to say children, but they were young adults, anyone under the age of 30 to me as a kid, but uh, got into an argument, ipso-opso, someone pulled out a gun, they start shooting. Uh, some Hisp- I, I think they're mainly black and Hispanic, whatever, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, it does matter in the sense that because it was probably chalked up more to like a gang situation, no news. There's nothing to see here. And that's how you know this whole anti-gun bullshit is bullshit. Because if you as a person, if you're a person, chances are you're not listening to the show, but just let's for shits and giggles let's just assume there's a there's an anti-gun person listening if you are anti-gun you're anti-gun period it doesn't matter if it's a white dude shooting up a bunch of people at a bar in a bowling alley it doesn't matter if it's you know black youths shooting each other in the street whether it's in tampa or los angeles chicago or wherever it doesn't matter if it's a black man on a subway with the glock 19 with two 30 round mags shooting up the 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 s car the c car the b car whatever car was you heard that for about a day that was last year it doesn't matter who or what color the person is doing the shooting or who they're shooting if you're anti-gun you're anti-gun but you don't hear it unless it's a specific thing it's got to hit the right check marks it's got to be in that algorithm Right, and this one hit everything they're looking for, but they couldn't talk about it. They couldn't focus on it until, especially the dude. You know, they found him. He got, killed himself. Whatever, and that's it. You haven't heard shit about it since then, right? Other than the fact that you know it's come out lately that the uh, the hospital member he had checked himself in to a mental men, mental institute. The and I had questioned, well, why didn't doctors do anything? Why didn't say anything? Oh, they did. They told the police. They informed the police that this gentleman, I shouldn't call him a gentleman, but this dude, um, was going to do what he did. And the cops didn't do shit about it. So, once again, right? But, oddly enough, those two things are not what I was going to talk about. I have other stuff. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about the Israel situation, but it's not going to be what you're seeing on TV. I've got a whole different situation for you guys. And then we're going to go into some other things that the media is just not covering. So I'm going to start with with a video, possibly, maybe. Now, oddly enough, this is from, <laughs> of all places, <laughs> of all places to for, for a t- television or a news network, whatever, to actually do some, some, some news. The fact... Now, I found this video. This was on uh, Halloween. This was on the 31st. So the fact that I still can find this video is amazing enough for me for the fact that what you're about to hear 
is why I'm surprised this video is still. Now, this is off of CNN. This is Wolf Blitzer. He's speaking to, uh, I want to say he was a lieutenant colonel in the IDF, or I should say he is. Um, but listen to the questions and listen to the responses here. We were focused again on our target, a senior, senior commander, Wolf. And we'll be updating uh, you with more data as the hour moves ahead. But even if that uh, uh, Hamas commander was there amidst all those Palestinian refugees who are in that in that Jabalia refugee camp, Israel still went ahead and, and dropped a bomb there, attempting to kill this Hamas uh, this Hamas, Hamas commander, knowing that a lot of innocent civilians, men, women, and children, presumably would be killed. Is that what I'm hearing? That's not what you're hearing, Wolf. We again were focused on this. Commander, again, who you'll get more data who this man was, uh, killed many, many Israelis. Uh, we're doing everything we can. These are, it's a very complicated battle space. There could be infrastructure there. There could be tunnels there. Uh, we're still looking into it, and we'll give you more data as the hour moves ahead. But you know that there are a lot of refugees, a lot of innocent civilians, men, women, and children in that refugee camp as well, right? This is the tragedy of war, Wolf. I mean, we, as you know, we've been saying for days, move south. Civilians that are not involved with Hamas, please move south. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to get we, a little bit more information. Uh, you knew there were civilians there. You knew there were refugees, all sorts of refugees. But you decided to still drop a bomb on that refugee camp attempting to kill the Hamas commander. By the way, was he killed? I can't confirm yet. There'll be more uh, updated. He, yes, we know that he was killed. Um, about the civilians there, we're doing everything we can to minimize. Uh, I'll tell. I'll say it again. Sadly, they are hiding themselves within civilian population. And again, we are doing this stage by stage, and we're going to go after every one of these terrorists who was involved in that heinous attack on the seventh of October. Wolf. So, in other words. If, if not that anyone in Gaza or Israel or can hear my voice, the way I'm interpreting that is that Israel and the IDF and Netanyahu give two shits about anyone in that area. This is not about Hamas anymore. This is about annihilating an area. And I talked about this the other day. And I want to preference what I'm about to talk about here and and let you guys understand that this has nothing to do. I'm not pro-Palestine. I'm not saying that Hamas and these people, I shouldn't say these people, but the Hamas people, the, the terrorist organization of Hamas, I'm not saying they're innocent by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that these guys aren't pussies and cowards for hiding amongst these people. And, and hiding in hospitals and, and building bunkers underneath hospitals. I'm not saying that they're great people. But I'm also not saying that the IDF is any better. Let's, let's call it what it is. We can call Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, all these other groups terrorists. We can call them that. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. Okay. Because those people are savages. They are ridiculous. But is what the IDF doing 
Is what they're doing any better? Does it make it better because they're the Israeli defense, uh, whatever? Does it make it any better what they're doing? Look, we told those people to move south. They didn't move tough shit. I equated it to like in Florida. And if you live in Texas, Louisiana, South Carolina, you you about to understand what I'm about to say. Whenever there's a hurricane, okay, and it, and we know roughly about where it's going to hit. Okay, we know it's going to hit in uh, Clearwater, let's just say. The governor will come out and say, look, the residents and the mayor or whatever will come out and say, look, you residents that live in this vicinity, you need to get the hell out of town. You need to evacuate inland into, you know, central Florida or whatever. Now, they can't force these people to evacuate because of the hurricane. But obviously, they can strongly suggest that these people leave. Well, when the hurricane hits and you have people that don't leave, it just is what it is. I get it. If you've ever, if you live in an area that's prone to hurricanes and you've lived through them, you, I understand. I mean, where I live in Florida is not on the beach. I live in central Florida, and we get hit with hurricanes. Now, granted, it's not like getting hit if you live on the beach or on the coast or whatever, but Florida's not that big of a state in the sense that if it crosses from east to west, west to east, whatever, that it's uh, we don't feel, especially if it's strong. Like, we had some, you know, if they hit the coast at like a four, they're still hitting here at a, at a three or a two, which is pretty good. I'm not leaving my house. Because of the idiots out there that might want to try and do some stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? So, if you're on the coast of Florida, Texas, wherever, and that happens and you don't leave, does the governor say, oh, well, tough shit. We told them to, we told them to leave. They didn't leave. That's their problem. No. They might not be happy about it, but they do everything they can do to get those people to help them out, evacuate them, whatever the case may be. This guy's just like, look, we told them to move south. They didn't move. We had to kill this one dude. But no, instead, you don't even know that you killed him. You can't confirm that that's the case. But you blew up a re- refugee camp, that, which, by the way, these people are there because you, not this guy in particular, but your army, demolished their homes. And these people had no choice but to go to this refugee camp. You're not going to let them into your country. Egypt's not letting them into theirs. Where in the fuck are they supposed to go? You've destroyed anything in their life. They have no choice. So was this necessarily about getting this one guy? Or was it about exterminating life in that area? Now, what I'm going to talk about is going to be real heavy, guys. And and I'm telling you right now, anything I'm telling you, I'm not making up. That was a video. That was Wolf Blitzer. That was CNN. That was two days ago. Okay? you can The video's still there. You can look it up. Okay? What I'm about to tell you now, you can look up. I'm not getting this off of some random dude off of Twitter or off of TikTok or I wasn't talking to the guy at the fucking grocery store and he told me about this. I've got the fucking article. This is from Save the Children's website. Okay, now what the Save the Children is, is a an organization that helps children in, in other countries, you know, sometimes in America, but like in Africa and third world nations that help these kids, you know, 
with food, education, such and so on and so forth. This is what they reported the other day. This was on the 29th of October. Gaza. 3,195 children killed in three weeks surpasses annual number of children killed in conflict zones since 2019. The number of children reported, reported killed in Gaza in just three weeks has surpassed the number of children killed across the, across the world's conflict zone since 2019. Since October 7th, more than 3,200 children have been reported killed, including at least 3,195 3, in Gaza, 33 in the West Bank, and 29 in Israel, according to the Minister of Health in Gaza and Israel, respectively. So these are these people reporting on deaths of children in their area. Now, what have we been told by the mainstream media for the past three weeks? That God, that these Hamas people are going in to homes and they're, they're killing the husbands and raping the wives and burning the babies. And what was the thing uh, uh, Biden talked about? Oh, they're beheading babies and they're doing this and they're doing that. Now, I'm not saying that that didn't happen. Okay. But we're, I don't want to use the word only, but we're talking about the way the media makes it sound is that these Hamas people are going in there and just rampaging through every living, breathing thing in this, in Israel and killing them. You're talking 29 children. Like I said, I don't want to use the word only. One child dead is too many. However, Israel, the IDF, has killed over 3,200 children between the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. Why? How have they done that? Now, granted, they didn't probably march into town and just start, you know, hacking off the heads of babies. I get that. But it's from this errant bombing. It's from just throwing bombs out. Oh, we're looking for Bob Johnson over here. He might be in this bunker. Oh, shit, we just took out, you know, 500 school kids because it was a school. You see what I'm saying? They're just willy-nilly throwing bombs around like, we're going to kill these people. I don't give it, you know, this is not me talking. This is Netanyahu. I don't give a fuck if we kill everybody in that area. And I'm going to read something about what he said. And you'll understand what I'm talking about. But... <laughs> where is the right? I'm not saying either side is right, but we in this country, and I'm sure if you're listening to us from another country like England or, you know, a, a first world type country, you're being told the same thing by your media that Israel has the right to defend itself. As well, they do. All countries have the right to defend themselves. But do they have the right to defend themselves at the cost of innocent civilians? No. What they call that in the business is a war crime. Now, let me see if I, I think, is this a video? Yeah, I'm going to play this video. Now, you're, what you're going to hear, let me, let me. You let me must remember. Oh, that was loud. That was loud. This is Benjamin Netanyahu. Now, he's speaking in Israeli. So the voice you're going to hear is a translator. So just pay attention to what she's saying, and then I'm going to explain what they're talking about. 
you must remember what Amalek has done to you, says our Holy Bible. And we do remember and we are fighting our brave troops and combatants who are now in Gaza or around Gaza and in all other regions in Israel are joining this chain of Jewish heroes, a chain that has started 3,000 years ago from Joshua Ben Nun until the heroes of 1948, the Six-Day War, the 73 October War, and all other wars in this country are hero troops. They have one supreme main goal, to completely defeat the murderous enemy and to guarantee our existence in this country. We've always said, never again, never again is now. So, if you caught the beginning of there, I'm going to play it again here, real quick, just the beginning. You must remember what Amalek has done to you. So, you must remember what Amalek has done to you. So, what... What does that mean? I don't know. Where is it at, Don? Oh, it's right here. Okay. So this is from Samuel 15, verses 2 through 3. Okay. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came out, out of Egypt. Okay. Now, this is Netanyahu. This is out of the Bible. Now, this is Netanyahu referencing this scripture out of the Bible. Okay, as the script, as the verse goes on, now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and women, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So what Netanyahu is referencing in his speech is the annihilation of a race of people okay now on our media and i'm assuming it's like this in other parts of the world we're being told how hamas is going in and i referenced the story just a second ago how i heard this the other day and this girl was on fox she says uh she's reminiscent of a story that she'd heard the other day where hamas went into a house okay husband wife child killed the husband okay raped the wife and then kept her alive as they put the baby in the oven and killed the baby and then they killed her okay now i'm not saying that that story isn't true okay because i don't know i don't know that she knows i don't know if it's if it's like secondhand knowledge if it's uh you know just a story we don't know but i'll say this i think the story has nothing to do with if it's true or not. It's what they're referencing. Every time they reference, like I told you this the other day, they, they focus on key phrases to trigger people, to trigger you, to trigger Americans, to trigger Jewish people outside of Israel, to you know trigger whatever. They refer to these this incident as their 9-11, their Pearl Harbor, their Auschwitz. They're talking, They she strictly made a point to say that they killed the husband, raped the wife, and put the baby in the oven. She's referencing what happened in Germany during World War II. So, to get more support for Israel. Now, if anybody in this situation needs to be supported and looked over, I guess, 
It's the people in this area, the, the innocent civilians that live in Israel, that live in Gaza, that have nothing to do with this. Like I said before, what Hamas is doing, I'm not saying they're doing is right. I'm not saying they're justified. We can talk about, and I have talked about, the occupation and the Balfour Declaration and so on and so forth. You heard what Netanyahu himself said. This has been going on for 3,000 years. And we remember what Amalek did to Israel. So this, was, this was according to the Bible 3,000 years ago. Okay? But now to go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man, woman, child, infant, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. That is a total annihilation. Now, it's been put out that he, Netanyahu, called for a biblical cleansing of that area. Now, he obviously didn't say those words, but he referenced those words. <laughs> Netanyahu invoking the biblical extermination of Am Amalek to military commanders pro proclaiming and bulldozing of Gaza. I told you about that the other day. They had the bulldozers are ready to roll at any moment. They are annihilating this area and they don't give two fucking shits about who's in their way. They're, and their excuse is... The, the brazen excuse of that lieutenant colonel from the IDF, his brazen excuse is, we told them to leave. Where in the fuck are they going to go? Oh, they go south. Okay, his thing was what? We told them to go south. Well, what's going to happen once they go south? They can only go south so far before they hit Egypt. And Egypt's like, no, you ain't coming in here. You're not bringing your shit. You're not bringing your skirmish to us. And these people have nothing to do with it. You had people try to leave Gaza and go into Egypt. They were turned away because Egypt, unlike our country, has their troops lined up on the border to stop people from coming into their country. They were told, we cannot let you in because we don't know if you're Hamas or not. Because it doesn't matter if it's a female or a male. They don't know. They don't know. Are they wrong? Is Egypt wrong for doing that? No. Their country, their rules. Okay? But when you have the leader of Israel referencing the Bible and a biblical extermination of a group of people, what does that mean to you? Now, is Fox talking about that? I don't watch CNN. I don't watch the other ones. I don't watch a lot of Fox. But I, the little bit I have been watching, or even going on their website, hmm, nowhere to be found. That video for Wolf Blitzer, hmm, you can dig. It might be on CNN. Your best bet to find it on Twitter, MSNBC, anyone else. Local news didn't talk about, barely talking about this shit at all, which is fine. So... You have this. And this is where you... This is where... All of this stuff that's going on is starting to get concerning because you have a generalized area of, of countries that, for the most part, are all Muslim countries, with the exception of Israel, which, by the way, has quite a few Muslims living in it. So what does that mean for the citizens of Israel that are Muslim? 
is going to be Hitler-esque and they're going to start rounding up the Muslims. The president of Turkey, I'm not even going to begin to try and say his name, so we're going to just go with the president of Turkey, is preparing an Israel war crimes case for the Hague's ICC. So President of Turkey is apparently trying to make good on his threats issued before a pro-Palestinian rally last week saying that he w- would present Israel before the world as a world criminal. Turkish media is reporting Tuesday that officials are exploring ways to bring war crimes cases on Israel before the International Criminal Court. This was announced as the death toll in Gaza soars past 8,500 people. Most of those numbers, of which are civilian numbers. Does Israel deserve to be put up on war crimes? I don't know. I don't know the the specifics, or I shouldn't say specifics. I don't know the, the ins and outs of what qualifies as a war crime. I will say this about that from a from a person on the outside looking in. Seems pretty war crime-ish. Now, I'm not sitting sitting here on my bully pulpit trying to say that America's so great because I would be willing to bet that we did some uh, pretty outrageous things through our march through the deserts at different periods in our time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so one could probably point the finger this way too. And I would be willing to bet if I really did some digging, I could probably find where at one time or another someone over there said that George Bush or whoever should be brought up on war crimes. I'm sure that happened. Um, or, you know, it was talked about, obviously it didn't happen, but I think the difference here is <laughs> it's blatant. They are annihilating this area and they're not even trying to help these people, the, the innocent people, the civilians that have nothing. Or, and even if you want to say as much as we don't know who's Hamas and who's not, Okay, I can probably guarantee you that a five-year-old's not. A baby's not. You know, the 90-year-old fucking grandma's probably not. Right? There's a good chance you can probably figure out who is and isn't. But you don't care to ask those questions. You're just going to annihilate them. But, once again, something that's not being talked about in the mainstream media. All we're getting is the, the cushy side of Israel has the right to defend themselves, so defend themselves they will. And we're going to support them. Here's more shit. Now you got them fighting over that in the in in the capital, where uh, Congress is ready to pass a bill to give Israel money, like you know, like we have it. So cool, whatever. And then Senate's like, no, we're not doing that unless we can include a Ukraine in that. So you know, the hundred whatever billion that we've given to Ukraine isn't enough. We need to give them some more because everyone's no one's talking about old Zelensky now. He's getting his fucking butt hurt over there. He don't know what's going on. He needs his cut. And we're also focused on giving money to Israel. But what about you? What about me? What about this country? What about that rhyme? What about you? What about me? What about this country? Right? So uh, you didn't know I was a lyricist. Yeah. So anyway. So I guess the biggest question here is... So with the U.S. committing more of our dollars to foreign countries and their issues, I have a question for you guys. How is your personal economy? 
So data shows that corporations under Joe Biden's administration have become richer while families have burned through their savings. Americans are a little more than a year away from 2024 presidential election and surveys show surveys says that the economy will likely be one voters top concerns. That could prove to be disastrous for Joe Biden. Several polls now suggest that voters have a low opinion of the president's economic performance. One NBC poll, for example, found that uh, 59% of registered voters said they disapproved of Biden's handling of the economy. Through the several, 59%, how do you come up with only 59%? Really, the the forty one percent that's like nah, Trump's fault, guarantee you. Nah, it's Trump's fault. Look at look at what look at the economy that Biden took over. Trump's fault. What about COVID? It's Trump's fault. You take that year twenty twenty out of Trump's record, and pretty damn good economy. Pretty good. Now. Now, this, that 41%, you're never going to change their mind. They're never going to change their mind. They could pay $500 for a fucking bag of groceries at the store. It's Trump's fault. Through several reasons, those several reasons could explain voters' economic dis, uh, disconnect or dis. Damn, I can't read this con- content. <laughs> the latest data about the U.S. money supply, corporate wealth. And household savings tells the whole story. Under Biden administration, the government has continued to pump unprecedented amounts of money into the economy, but those policies appear to have disproportionately benefited large corporations, which are hoarding trillions in cash and investments while American families burn through their savings. Data compiled by Investors Daily uh, Business Daily shows that businesses in the SP 500 are holding 2.6 trillion in cash a 20% increase compared to cash held by the same group at the end of 2019. Apple alone has about $167 billion in investments and savings. Much of that cash was amassed by large businesses in 2020 as the Democrat-led Congress and President Trump agreed to print trillions in new dollars and fund lockdown-related relief packages to cost stimulus policies or and costly stimulus policies. Since Biden entered the White House in 21, large corporations have continued to remain flush with cash. In fact, cash holdings for big businesses are about the same today as they were at the end of 2020, which means they have managed to thrive despite the recent surge in inflation. Meanwhile, working class, middle income, and lower income families have experienced real losses. American American households experience across the board increases in their checking, and savings balances in 2020, according to Federal Reserve data, at the start of 22, real household savings for middle-income Americans was at about 113% of what those balances have been in March 2020, when the most significant coronavirus began, uh, lockdowns began. Now, on its face, it might look like a positive trend, but the reason corporations and families are experiencing huge increases in cash holdings wasn't due to economic growth. Remember, much of the economy remained closed in 2020 and 21. The increase in cash was directly related to sharp increases in the money supply, which grew by more than $3.37 trillion from March of 2020 to January of 2021, by far the most rapid growth, uh, increase in money supply in U.S. history. 
Rather than decrease the money supply or even hold supply levels flat, the Biden administration and Congress Democrats opted to keep spending levels high, adding another $2.19 trillion to the money supply in 21 alone. Making matters worse, the Federal Reserve encouraged the government's spending addiction and uh, keep interest rates low despite troubling signs. Democrats' reckless spending, coupled with the war in Ukraine, Biden's attacks on affordable energy and low interest rates, fueled an inflation crisis that has been unlike anything Americans have experienced in four decades. As a result, a family purchasing $200 worth of groceries in 2020 would, would spend more than $238 today. For the same products based on the federal government's consumer price index calculations, which likely undercount inflation. In a frantic effort to stop prices from skyrocketing, the Federal Reserve increased interest rates at a breakneck speed in 22 and 23. Despite the dramatic reversal in monetary policy, prices have continued to go up. The Biden administration claims its policies have provided to relief <laughs> to provide relief to the middle and working classes, but evidence suggests that its addiction to debt and government spending disproportionately hurt households, especially middle-income families. <clears throat> Although large corporations have maintained or even increased their high levels of cash and big investments, uh, even when you factor in the cost of inflation, most households have less cash on hand in real terms than what they did during the pandemic. The most recent data from the Federal Reserve shows that in September of 23, real cash savings for the bottom 40% of earners was 92.4% of what they had been in March of 20. Middle income earners had 98.6 of their uh, March 20 balances. And all indications are that these figures are likely to get substantially worse over the next, worse over the next year. So I'm not going to keep reading this. Basically, what does that mean? That means the corporations that Biden and the Democrats talk so much shit about the, the 1% and we need to, everyone's got to pay their fair share. and We got to go after the businesses and we got to cut regulations or add regulations. <clears throat> we have to cut the cutting of the cut cutting from the regulations at Trump. This is all Trump's fault. Trump's fault. Now, like this story said, I'm not saying that Trump was perfectly innocent in all this by doing the, the uh, stimulus checks and stuff like that. I think that was uncharted territory, and no matter who the president was going to be, it was going to happen. But uh, <clears throat> with what's happening now, corporations are still getting record profits. And I'm talking corporations that you buy your stuff from. I'm talking food manufacturers. I'm talking grocery stores. I'm talking big box stores, Walmart, Target. They're, you know, they, their expectations might be down. But that's only because, for some reason, some of these corporations got blind expectations of what they were doing during COVID. When people just go to the store and buy whatever because they had the fucking money. People don't have that disposable income, so they're not going shopping like that. But what these corporations are doing is they're cutting payroll. They're cutting staff. They're starting to lay people off. They're starting to cut hours. They, they the stakeholders, the, the owners, the, whatever you want to call them, they're going to make their money. They're going to get their profits. Even if sales aren't there, they're going to find a way. But we are going to pay the price. All right. So I've come to this conclusion. Okay. And I, I don't, do I have my soundboard up still? Let me see. Let me see if I, let me see if I can find it real quick here. Hold on. <clears throat> 
Hold on. Hold on. There it is. There, there you are right there. News of the obvious with your host, PCGC. Okay. Big Pharma is a fraudulent criminal organization. Right? That's news of the obvious. Okay. For those of you that are new to the show, and I've told this story, I've been doing this show for almost three years, okay? And I've told the story for three years. I've been dealing with this for 15. This isn't new. But I have cancer. I've had cancer 15 years. I'm not here. Oh, boo-hoo, cry me. Not That's not me. But if you want to send me money to help, no, I'm joking. Um, a, a year ago, so let me say two a year and a half ago, Give or take, year and a half ago, the uh, you know I do scans every it was every eight weeks, so I had 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 I had had, had two scans. This was in twenty early twenty twenty two, and yeah, it looks like looks like everything is good. I hadn't been on any medicine. Looked like everything was good. We're gonna just keep monitoring. Cool. So uh, it was actually a year ago. Uh, in October, it came back. It was in my esophagus. And uh, so, you know, they want to put me on new medicine. I was like, whatever. And I, you know, I started taking the new medicine. And it, it just, I did not feel right. I was sick. It was weird because it was like this medicine. I don't even remember the name of it. But whatever it was, obviously, Pharma Western Medicine, right? They put me on it. And uh, it was weird. So it was you take this medicine, one of the one of the side effects could be uh, high fever, okay? I mean, it could be a month, you could have diarrhea, you could be puking, you could be doing this, you could be doing that, but the biggest thing is the fever. If you get a fever and it was, if it was more than relatively low, I think if it was more than 101.4 or 5 or whatever, so relatively a lower fever, not like it was 105, but 101.4 or 5, whatever it was. If it gets to that or past that, stop taking the medicine immediately you know, start taking like Tylenol or whatever to get the fever down. And then I had to be and stop taking the medicine, right? So get the fever down. Then I had to be without fever off of medicine. So I couldn't have been taking Tylenol to keep the fever down. Like I could take Tylenol to get the fever down. But once it was down, I couldn't keep taking Tylenol. You understand? So I had to be fever free without Tylenol for 24 hours. Then I could start taking the medicine again. Okay. And it would literally go like this. So I take the medicine today. Tomorrow, I'd be running a fever. And then two days later, I would be without a fever. I'd start taking the medicine. The next day, I'd get a fever. You see what I'm saying? So, like, in a seven-day period, seven-day, you know, like a week period, I would maybe have two, maybe three days of medicine in me before I had to stop to try and get through the fever. And I was like, this is stupid. This I, Medicine's not going to work if I can't take it. And I can't take it if I'm constantly running a fever. And they agreed. So, they put me on something else. And it made me feel like shit. So I was like, yeah, I'm done. I told my wife, I said, I'm done. I'm done taking medicine. I said, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Now, I know that sounds weird. I'm not. I'm not. I'm relatively young. Just turned 50. But I've been dealing with this for 15 years. Okay. So since I was 35, I've been dealing with this. Now, the cancer I have is what most people don't think of it being anything serious. But it's uh, a malignant melanoma, stage four. Um, 
you hear people say, oh, I got skin cancer, and it's a mole or whatever they have removed. Skin cancer and melanoma are two different things, okay? And when it's metastasized melanoma, which is what I have, it's not even skin cancer anymore. It's past that. At this rate, it just moves around my body. So it travels through the lymph nodes. It could be like this is something that started in my shoulder. I had a mole. Uh, didn't worry about it, whatever, whatever. Finally got it checked out. It was stage three. It had leaked into my lymph nodes, blah, 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 blah. Since then, it's been in my neck. It's been in my esophagus. It's been in my stomach. It's been in my uh, upper intestine or whatever, small intestines. It's been, it's, it's done the journey. The worst part about melanoma, metastasized melanoma, is the biggest thing that can result from this if it's untreated is it will turn into brain cancer, okay? So I made a decision and I'm done. I took, I've done so much, so many damn drugs, trials, and uh, I was on this trial. I don't even remember the name of it, but the pills were like horse pills. They were huge. To you know, I'd wake up days I couldn't walk. It just attacked my joints. Uh, I did you know, chemo, I did ivermectin, not ivermectin, I wish, I did, uh, I did, uh, fuck, Keytruda, Obdivo, I did this, I took a pill with that, da 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 I said, I'm done, I said, I'm, I'm done, and, um, you know, whatever happens, happens, right, so I did research, because I, I also told this story, my, I was on Keytruda for like a year and a half, and it wrecked my liver, as I drink whiskey, it wrecked my liver. And, um, they had me on steroids for like six months and I was literally going insane. I don't have the best temperament anyway. And that didn't help by any stretch of the imagination. I was to the point where I thought I was going to kill myself. And I'm being serious when I tell you this. And, um, I, I just couldn't do it anymore, you know? And so I started doing research and I'm going to tell this story. You guys do your own bidding. You take what I say and you can run with it. Do your own research. I don't care. I'm telling you my journey. Okay? So anyway, started doing research. The best thing for your liver is artichoke. Okay? So the problem with artichoke is you cannot possibly take eat enough artichoke for it to be beneficial. Okay? So I saw this ad, the lady's doctor lady talking about it, and uh, she, it was an extract. And I have this extract, try it, da-da-da, cleanse your liver, da-da-da, whatever. I'm like, you know what, fuck it, right? Why not? So I bought the stuff. Now, I was going for blood, for blood work every week. So, and just for a time example, let's say today I went for blood work. My enzymes were at 130-something, like to the point where they thought I was going to be jaundiced and my liver was going to be wrecked. I was going to have to have a liverectomy or whatever and all this shit, right? That's how bad it was. I wasn't jaundiced. I wasn't yellow. But that's what, on paper, that's what they thought. So, go today. Blood work, 100 and whatever was the number on the enzymes. They're like, we just don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. I started taking the uh, artichoke the next day. So the next week I go back for blood work. Numbers good. And they're like, wow. Finally, the steroids worked. I'm like, yeah. Go back next week. Numbers are good. Go back next week. Numbers are good. All this time they're weaning me off the steroids. 
Number's good, number's good. Okay, you're off the steroids. Number good, number good, number good. Wow, it worked. It finally worked. In the meantime, I'm telling you right now, I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be a doctor. I'm just basing it off of my own situation. I started doing that artichoke extract a year and a half ago. <laughs> you know I drink bourbon. I probably have at least a glass every day. And when I say a glass, it's not like it's a small glass. <laughs> and uh, my liver's fine. Every time I go for um, for blood work, numbers are great. Everything looks great. Everything's great. Yesterday, I had daughter's born. Everything's great. Everything's great. So, I started thinking when I wasn't going to take pharmacy medicine anymore. What is there out there? What is there of nature? I, the artichoke extract worked. What else could I take? Right? Start doing research. Apricot seeds. Take apricot seeds. You da 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 da. Read that. Read, read, read. Okay, okay, okay. My pro, my, when you've been dealing with something for as long as I have, my thought process is why not? What could it hurt? Obviously, if you take too much apricot seeds, you can kill yourself. It's how they make cyanide. So if you follow the directions, one pill a day, that's what I do. I just had my third scan on Tuesday. Third scan in a row, they don't see anything. Now, of course, as far as the hospital, the doctor is concerned, it's the medicine. Because I haven't told them I'm not taking the medicine. Because, God forbid, we have a friend. My wife has a friend who has lung cancer. And she said, oh, Don's doing this. You should try it. So, but she said something to her doctor about doing it. And, of course, the doctor said, oh, no, can't do that. It's going to mess with our profits. I mean, our money. Our, I mean, um, the medicine. I mean, he didn't mess up like that, but you know what I'm saying. And I think it just comes to a personal choice of how tired of you, how tired of whatever are you. If you're going through something like this, and that's why I say do your research, but if you're tired of it, I know I'm relatively young, and you might be 70, you know, whatever. It can't hurt to try. I'm being all honesty. If you've finally had enough, I mean, I, I've got a lot of young grandchildren, another one on the way. Uh, do I want to die? No. no I, I don't. I have a long life to live. I have a lot of things to look forward to. But you also get to a point where you're just fucking tired of dealing with shit. I'm not going to kill myself, but I'm not going to keep taking their fucking poison. And it's it's amazing how we can talk about this, you know, and then how fraudulent big pharmacy is, right? You know, and once again, here's something that came out just this past week that's not being reported in the news. And why is that? Well, because every single news outlet, every single one of them, pushed the vaccine took the money from these companies for advertising revenue. So what was it? What am I talking? What are you talking about, Don? What is it? Well, this is Dr. McCullough, and I'm going to let him say the words, and I'm going to read the article. In the randomized trials, the original ones that Aaron Siri quoted, Pfizer was the lead. We've now learned from the time of the data cutoff in mid-November of 2020 to the time of the FDA meeting December 10th, 2020, there were 38 additional deaths that occurred. These were people on the vaccine, 38 additional deaths. 
Pfizer did not update the core slides at the FDA committee meeting, nor did they provide an appendix to the briefing booklet. No one on the panel asked Pfizer if there were additional deaths. Now, I've served on FDA panels. I've served as an advisor to companies. I've served as the main presenter. In each and every instance, I've always asked the sponsor, has anything else happened since the time you closed the data set? That is a standard question. So the entire FDA approval process failed. Turns out there was more deaths with Pfizer. And if it would be properly analyzed, the conclusion was there's a three to fourfold excess cardiovascular risk with Pfizer compared to placebo. If that meeting would have been conducted correctly and if Pfizer would have been fully responsive to presenting the data and fully, uh, uh, you know, fully and honestly and fairly presenting everything that happened, that product should never have been approved. Pfizer should have never been approved. So here's a person, Peter McAuliffe, Dr. Peter McAuliffe, who has been very loud about this subject, and as well as he should. But Pfizer hid nearly 80% of COVID-19 vaccine trial deaths from regulators in order to qualify for the emergency use authorization. Once again, we you know I talked about earlier in the show talking about Ben uh, Netanyahu war crimes Israel blah blah blah. <laughs> what about these fuckers who profited from misleading God knows however many Americans into dying or having serious health complications from taking the fucking shot? I'm I pray to God every day that I never took that shot and I I can't even tell you how glad I am I just wish that I had family members and friends that would have listened to me three years ago when this bullshit was happening but no I'm just crazy old Don what the fuck does he know he's just a regular old dude full-time job and a part-time podcast what the fuck does he know never claimed to be a doctor but so far a lot of the things I've talked about I've been right about Okay, and I took a chance. Me and my wife, some of my, well, some of my kids, said, "You know what? You're right. We're not doing this." Others did it for work reasons or whatever, but that's a choice you have to make. But we were misled. Those people that took the shot, whether they were old, obese, had to do it for work, whatever the case may be, those people that were forced to do this or convinced to do this should be able to hold the people that did this to them accountable. My mom, old lady, that's it, she's old, no. Um, convinced by her doctor, you need to take this, you're old, you're going to die if you don't take it. I don't know if those are exact words, but whatever. My sister, health problems, obese, you need, and I don't know that anyone actually told her that she needed to take it, but I think with the news media and whatever making all those keywords, it probably triggered her mindset and was like, we need to do this, right? My son travels throughout the uh, country, through into other countries, where is if he hadn't had the shot, he wouldn't have been able to work. He probably would have gotten fired. I guess hindsight being 2020 probably would have been better off taking that option and uh, suing the company. I mean, realistically, 
Um, wonder if there's still place for a case in that. I don't know. Just asking a question. But anyone that was forced or guilted into do this, they should be able to hold those people accountable. It's bullshit. Because these doctors, you had a handful of doctors that came out and denounced the COVID vaccine, talked about how COVID wasn't that bad. And what happened to those doctors? They lost their medical license. They lost their practices. They were banned off of YouTube. They were banned off of this platform or that platform. They're justified now, in my opinion, as well as I feel that I am. But once again, like I said, who am I? Right? All right. Last but not least on the pharmacy tip, we have this. Ivermectin was discovered in Tokyo by two scientists, Satoshi Omura and William C. Campbell. Dr. Omura was a golfer, and on one of his golf trips, he picked up a sample of soil around here like any scientist would, on the east coast of the Izu Peninsula. And in the sample of soil was this bacterium. When they took it to the lab, they found it was able to kill roundworms in mice. So they isolated the bacteria's active compounds, slightly changed its structure, and called this new compound ivermectin. This new drug was a big deal, and both Drs. Omura and Dr. Campbell won a Nobel Prize for discovering it. What was so special about ivermectin? Well, scientists are still puzzled by how exactly it works, but it seems to penetrate the nervous system of parasites. It disables their neurons, and that would basically make the parasite dysfunction until it dies. So in 1988, this drug was used widely in Africa to treat river blindness. This is a very unpleasant disease caused by a worm. Back in those days, the World Health Organization had reported that because of river blindness, some 270,000 people had lost their eyesight. But thanks to ivermectin, this disease is now on the brink of elimination. In fact, ivermectin was so great at killing off parasites, it was recognized as being second to penicillin in terms of having the greatest impact on human health. And over the past 30 years, some 3.7 billion doses of ivermectin were taken by humans. So you have a situation where yet another drug from nature that um, helps people. Now, ivermectin, most people hadn't even heard of prior to COVID, but anyone that took it while having COVID or whatever was, was annihilated. Look what they did to Joe Rogan. Not that it really made him, not that he suffered from it, but you know what I'm saying. They tried. It just goes to show that I'm not telling you to go dig up your backyard, start eating fucking dirt. I'm not telling you that. And you'll notice that stuff in, in your local, um, like at Walmart or your local uh, GNC or stuff like that, a lot of that stuff says... Um, not approved, FDA approved for whatever reason. Do your own research, guys. If you have some sort of ailment, whatever that is, don't go to WebMD. Don't look it up and go to WebMD. Because WebMD is going to tell you some bullshit and you might need to go see a doctor, blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. Do uh, alternative treatments to whatever the disease is whatever not even disease whatever the problem is oh i have chronic headaches what is an alternative medicine for chronic headaches 
backaches, whatever, whatever the case may be. And it can't hurt to try. It really can't. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You don't like the taste. It didn't work. Try something else. Anyway, so I guess with that being said, guys, um, thank you for being here. Make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you could subscribe to the show if you're not already, uh, follow whatever it is there, and uh, share this. Share this with your friends. They, they need to hear this. And uh, like I said, if you're on Apple or Spotify, if you could give me a five-star, preferably that'd be awesome. If you want to leave me a review, I'll start reading those. And uh, guys, whatever, if you're on social media, you can check us out at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, uh, True uh, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter X machine, we are DTOM underscore 1775. And if you are not on social media, that's cool. You can check me out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. I'm working on something here for the future. There's a fuzz on the mic and it was bothering me. Sorry. (laughs) I worked on the Rumble page. I've got it ready to go. So what I think I'm going to start doing probably next week is I'm going to start recording again, video recording, so you can see this beautiful face. I'm working on a beard. It's no shave ember, right? And uh, and I think I'm going to start uploading them to Rumble. So check out our Rumble page, Don't Try to America. Uh, once I get everything worked out on the website, on the Don't Tread on America website, the link will be there. Um, probably what I'll do is because I record the shows on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, I'll probably upload the videos on Monday, uh, Wednesday, Friday. So, anywho, not that it matters. If you're listening to this, then cool. If you want to see the DTOM studios and my antics and the stuff I go through while I'm talking to you guys, it's uh, it's quite the sight to see. I'll just say that. All right, so anywho, it is November 2nd. It's getting that time of year, guys. If you see shit on sale for Thanksgiving, start buying it now. Don't wait. Supplies are low. I'm telling you right now, supplies are low. And uh, you guys have a great day, and I'll be back here on uh, Sunday. See ya.